Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. Welcome to the Discerning Gamer Podcast. Your premium destination for all things gaming culture. We have the latest in gaming news, reviews of the hottest new games, discussion and analysis of the games of yesteryear. When you're short on time and need your gaming fix, look no further than the crew who know their master chief from their master sword. I love Halo. Your hosts, Joel, Simon, Casey, and Ferg. So toss a coin to your Witcher and answer that call of duty. It's time to level up. This is the Discerning Gamer Podcast. It absolutely is for another week. This is the Discerning Gamer, and I am your host, Joel JB Fury Bo Shane. Welcome. We are so pleased to have you back with us. And we've got another massive week in, in gaming news. We've got uh, news coming out of the US from Sony Interactive Entertainment's Santa Monica Studios, who are seeing purple over a new uh, incident that's gone on over there. We've mm-hmm. got uh, some news about uh, all sorts of things. We've, what, else, what else have we got? What else have we got? We've got uh, some news about a Donkey Kong trademark that's just been filed. We've got some news about... Skate 4 uh, mm. coming up later in the show and uh, the uh, the gaming the 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 Nintendo Queen herself is going to be uh, dropping some news about the new Aya Neo console but uh, obviously I can't go through all of this on my own I have to I have to bring the the DG crew along with me to help me uh, navigate through all the the traps and the tricks so, without further ado, we've got the Nintendo Queen. She's unleashing plagues of viruses onto an unsuspecting world and also playing Plague Inc. on her iPhone. <laughs> it's Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Casey. Thank you, Joe. And if you all know me, I'm definitely not spreading any kind of viruses. No. <laughs> <Any time soon. laughs> Also with us, we've got the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. He believes the discerning gamer should be rated R after my rant on mobile gaming last week. It's Simon Steely McLaughlin. Welcome to the show, Steely. Thank you so much, Joe. I've never heard so many of the F word in my life. I was actually in fear that I'd go to bed. And the Holy Christ would come down from the skies and to compel me for listening to that word over and over again. I, I laid in bed and I said, fuck me. That was a lot of us. Well, that's, that's just great, Simon. Well done. Thank you. Uh, it was uh, too hot to handle for some. Uh, also with us, we've got the PC gamer, the Sultan of Steam. He hates every mobile game released since 2012. <laughs> And he bloody loves a simulation game. It's Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Welcome to the show, Fergus. G'day, JB. That's me. That's my elevator pitch right there. So just <laughs> just on that, while, while we're talking simulation games, um, I googled a list of the top 20 new simulation games coming this year and was a little bit surprised by the list. So mm. let, let, me just, let me just run you through some of the titles uh, starting at number 20. So we've got WWE 2K22. Yep, you know, I could I could see that being on the list. We've got at number nineteen, Cowboy Life Simulator. So this one is uh, looks very similar, like a Red Dead Redemption. You know, you're a you're a cowboy trying to muster your bloody cattle and you know doing all the shit that they do. 
At number 18, we've got Space Flight Simulator, which uh, showed what appeared to be a rudimentary rocket, you know, taking off and, you know, uh, you know, navigating through space. Oh, yeah, you know. We've got uh, Outlaw Driver Simulator at number 17. So, like... Uh, <laughs> what a niche title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you're, you're cruising around, um, you know, uh, breaking the law, driving your car. And then I got to number 16, and for some reason, this one really piqued my interest. The title of uh, this simulation game is simply, I Am Jesus Christ. <laughs> now... I'm not. I'm not here to uh, to to hang shit on anybody's uh, religious beliefs in any way, but for some reason that 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 game as a concept stuck out to me. So I, I decided to have a little bit of a bit of a closer look at uh, I am Jesus Christ. So the developer is uh, Simulam. Uh, the publisher is Playway. It's slated for a release on PC this year, 2022. And the description is as follows. So, I Am Jesus Christ is a simulator game that puts you in the role of Jesus Christ. Mm. This simulation title has players going through different iconic stories based within the New Testament of the Bible. Players will be going through the game performing miracles, telling the gospel and saving souls. It's a unique game and a new way to experience these incredible stories. Mm. And that's Hallelujah. that's all it gives you. And I'm just thinking, like, um, <laughs> look, again, not not out to, to uh, upset anyone for their, for their religious beliefs, but is this really an appropriate uh, you know, concept for a simulation game? I, I just wanted to put the question out to the DG crew because... I'm I'm sort of thinking, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, when you're in the, the the section of the game where you where you're going through the Easter story, and you know, Christ is falling with the cross on his back, it'll be you know quickly tapping triangle for him to pick the cross back up again, you know, or you know, you're just walking through the streets and and you've got a a, a cast miracle button, someone's having a drink of water out of a jug, and you, you cast a miracle, and all of a sudden they're pouring wine all over yeah, yeah. themselves, you know. Is is that what is is this game going to be a serious religious sort of uh, game, or is it is it Someone just going to turn into a bit of a? I'm taking the piss out of all of this, and it's going to become a bit of a, a bit of a goat simulator style game. Uh, you know, what does everyone think? Without knowing well, too I, much I, I about just it, straight up, oh sorry, you go. I was just going to say simulator. I think it's probably the second one before the first one, but I don't know. Maybe it'll be some kind of religious education tool that. Maybe getting rolled out for Maybe. reasons such that, but I'm not too sure. What do you reckon, Simo? I think it's this is a dumb joke, and it will, it's not going to be funny. I think it will be a miracle <laughs> if this game gets over fifty percent on Metacritic. It'll be a miracle. It'll be like the second coming. It's not going to happen. This sounds like the worst concept ever for a game. <laughs> So, but I want to play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I was what I was gonna. It's coming to PC, so yeah. I wanted to put the challenge out to the Sultan himself, and say if if the game isn't too expensive, are you willing to download this title and 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 give us a, a thorough review of your experience? I I can do that, Joe. You know how much I love simulation Woo! games. I'm yes. happy to play any of them and all of them, no matter the subject matter. 
and see if they're any good. So, so I'll give it a go. Simulation. All right. Well, uh, this would, yeah, this would be this. great because um, it's funny. Sorry, sorry, Joel. It's funny because um, uh, Ferg has been actually preparing for this moment a lot of his life. When he was younger, he actually had hair that looked like Jesus Christ. So I think he was actually, he's been planning this. He he's been ready for this. I am Jesus Christ. You know? Um, wow. Well, Jesus. Ferg, all right, the challenge has been set. So Ferg is uh, has confirmed he will play through I Am Jesus Christ. And uh, get back. For the back. right price. <laughs> yeah. For the right price. Did you have a release date, JB? When? It's it's just it just says release 2022. That's all the info I have uh, oh. by by Simulam with all a capital right. M for some reason. I'll at, go and look it up. And um, sounds like I'll have a bit of time to touch up on some reading and just really get my head wrapped around what I might be getting into. All right. Just be mindful of what you're touching up when you're uh, talking <laughs> oh. about yeah, this sort of context, please. Uh, we don't want to we don't want to get letters from yeah. uh, Twitter. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes. So that's that's the that's the list. Stay that's tuned, guys. List. So yeah, stay tuned for that one. Uh, the next thing I wanted to, to talk about, and and you know, this topic seems to come up a lot when it when we're talking about fans of movies, TV shows, video game franchises, etc. And uh, the the topic of uh, toxic fandom. Mm. So this is. Uh, uh, when when fans of a particular franchise, movie, whatever it might be, um, go from being fans to becoming fanatics uh, about something, yeah. and um, uh, so there's been there's been an incident over in uh, in America. Surprise, surprise. Uh, no offense to our American <laughs> listeners, sorry, but uh, there's a bit of uh, emotional damage. Um, obviously, we love you, America. We want you to stay with us. Stay with us. So what's what's happened? Um, Sony Interactive Entertainment, Santa Monica Studios. Um, I've said uh, they've seen purple. All right. Now I've mm-hmm. chosen my words very carefully there. Uh, so what's what's happened? We've had a bunch of fans that have that have been caught up in a, a bit of the teasing and things that have been going on. So uh, one of the uh, the lead people um, involved in the development of uh, God of War Ragnarok uh, is a guy named uh, Corey Barlog and he sort of puts little bits and pieces out there and, and just sort of teases fans and and you know normally it's it's all in in pretty good fun um, however it uh, it kind of took a bit of a, a bit of a turn so uh, in response to the lack of information uh, that was coming out about the release date of the title um, uh, Estelle Tagani, a cinematics producer on Ragnarok, shared that she has received multiple dick pics asking for the God of War Ragnarok release date. So, so oh. because because they're not the, the people working on the game aren't yeah. telling people the exact release date. They're sending through pictures of their penis. As as a as a way of trying to hold these developers hostage and saying we're going to keep sending you penis pictures until you reveal to us when this game is being released. So, what the fuck? So uh, yes, uh, penis pictures. Uh, it's uh, you fucking what, mate? That's that's a new one. Yeah, it's, uh, I think there's a lot of people Who getting. I think there's a lot of people getting nervous with Ragnarok at the moment because they haven't confirmed. 
when it's coming out. We've always been told that it was going to be this year, and people are getting a bit nervous. <laughs> they nervous. they want to know that we're run, we're in the second half of the year now. JB, is it coming or not? And obviously, that's leading to some of the more fanatical fans to um. Well, you know, Estelle Tagani might actually be able to tell you if it's coming or not, and she might be able to tell you when the uh, the game God of War Ragnarok is going to be released as well. Um, so it's uh, look, it's it's upsetting for these people. They don't want to see pictures of your penis, my penis, anyone's penis. Uh, uh, yeah, when they're just sitting there trying to do their job, they just they just want to produce a game. They're, they're just crying out to. To just produce a game, you know. So, producer Corey Barlog has asked fans not to do this, please. Um, now, you know he's he he's, never had to ask. Yeah, I mean, should should a, a game developer have to plead with fans not to send Deep pictures pics. of their genitals in I mean, to their uh, staff? Um, I mean, I used to send like pictures of dead hedgehogs to you know um, to Zuka-san, you know, back in the day to fix Sonic the Hedgehog, but nothing ever came of that. So. Well, geez, Simon, uh, I don't know what to say to that except for uh, I didn't do that. Monster kill, kill, kill. Uh, yeah. uh, and and fun, funnily enough, uh, this sort of attack on developers wasn't reserved just for the God of War team. A Nintendo Direct on June 28th included the gameplay trailer for Return to Monkey Island from series creator mm. Ron Gilbert. While some were simply happy to see the game, uh, a large enough number of, and I'll use the word fans in, in sort of uh, air quotes here, criticised the game's art style for not adhering to what they had specifically envisioned in their head after years of anticipation. So the comments Gilbert received were harmful enough that he will no longer be discussing the game online and is shutting off comments on his personal blog and will no longer post about the game saying that the joy of sharing the game has been driven from me. Mm. Oh, isn't that? That's very sad. Very sad. It is very sad. Especially (laughs) because it's been such a long time coming and everyone's, you know, majority of people are really excited about this game and are happy to see his thoughts. And then there's a a minority of people who have uh, obviously caused enough damage that he feels the need to just withdraw. Um, Well, I've I've heard um, the Sega Sammy group heard the Discerning Gamer podcast and heard Simon's um, comments on... Sonic Frontiers and where it felt the same way. Yeah. Well, Simon, how do you feel? Oh, I shouldn't have sent all those dead hedgehog pictures. I just couldn't help it. Was, Particularly pictures of the dead hedgehog's penis, uh, I think was in very poor taste. <laughs> That's uh, a Simon. So, double uh, on a cross. Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. Jeez, well. Monster kill, kill, well, just, kill. Just on that, JB, I mean, yeah. we've, we've seen the trailer. The art style, I don't have any issues with it. I mean, you're I a huge fan of the game. If, comparing it to what it was and to what it is now, it looks just like a modern version. I don't know what. It looks great to me. I can't wait yeah. to play it. Same. But people like you and me don't send death threats to uh, video Developers. game producers and, and pictures of our, our genitals. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I feel like, there's a very small contingent wow. of fanatics that are making us all look bad, you know, mm. making yeah. video game enthusiasts look like uh, like 
psychopaths really mm. i think it's a it's a sad thing because it always comes to this there, there is this point where people become like you were saying job fanatics of something or over overzealous about it and care about it to a point where they think that their decisions are better than anyone else's and you see people thinking the same sort of things with the last of us story and not that i want to say what happens in that story um but when everything happened with the the story progression in last of us part two there was so much of the community saying oh i hate this game now like this isn't what i wanted this story to do it's like well it's not your story to tell it's not mm. your you know it's it's not your creative ip to have reigns of it's it's up to us to find an enjoyment in that or to experience somebody's form of art whether or not you like that art or not is not our prerogative it's 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 up to us to to critique it and enjoy it and spend money on it if we want to but to to outlandishly just say that a, a product you haven't even played yet just because of the way it looks is not what you expected it to look like. It's kind of like you know, Stranger Things came out the other like last week. People were just like, "Better not kill this person. Better, I'm not gonna watch it if you kill this person." Like, like getting really hyperactive about it. I'm yeah. like, mm, I yeah. don't really care. I actually don't mind if everyone dies. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. like, it's, it's the Duffer Brothers stories. I just think that actor wants to uh, wants to move on. <laughs> wants to do better things. That's all I think. Good for them. Yeah, yeah. it's okay well, to agree and to disagree, but not to attack the person. Not for to penis it. them. <laughs> to penis the no, we don't need to. We don't need to be penising people uh, penis in the people. in the video game industry. That's uh, don't penis them. No, please don't. <laughs> now it seems that um, while teams like the one that Barlog leads at Sony Santa Monica are the ones uh, developing the game, the campaign for the game is in the hands of the publisher, who is Sony, and they're invested in building hype for projects to make the company more profitable and. Um, you know, so the shortcut to this is hyping up a game people are desperate for, even if that game is years away from being released. Um, so the greatest example of the hype train crashing and burning is Cyberpunk 2077, the game to end all games, a game that promised to have everything you could ever want uh, that ended up woefully under-delivering at release, a victim of its own hype. So some games are learning from this, such as Final Fantasy 16. Square Enix announced the game at a point when it was deep into development and showed off gameplay to indicate to players that this was a real project. And while fans are still ravenous for more details, the project has steadily given information on the project and a realistic expectation of when the game will be released. So, you know, I'm not saying Santa Monica should be bombarded with uh, with genital pictures, Um uh, and certainly don't send them to the Discerning Gamer podcast uh, uh, <laughs> instead. Uh, but uh, but perhaps no, you can send them to me. All right, uh, yeah. Feel free to send them to Steely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll have a look. He's have a look. he's quite good to yeah. Give me what you got. Give me what you got. I'm gonna put some dirt in your eye. Uh, so yes, he's happy to to take those uh, on behalf of the podcast. Um, now, uh, I came across some other news. So, uh, Fallout 4, uh, a new mod is is being worked on by a group that uh, is continuously being headhunted by Bethesda for the mod that they've uh, developed for Fallout 4. And it's being described as a DLC-sized mod. So, it's it's taken a lot of time and effort. And it's called Fallout London. And it gets, uh, it's got a brand new trailer and release window that's been uh, sort of discussed. So, 
Uh, it's a highly anticipated uh, mod for Fallout 4. It's received this trailer, and it's a. It's we're being told that it's probably going to be a 2023 release window. So, um, in the the trailer, you get a, a look at some of the game's derelict locations, from decimated tube stops to an overgrown tower bridge. Uh, we get a look at some of the NPCs in the mod, though whether these are enemies, allies, or a bit of both is unclear. Uh, the trailer highlights a handful of relatively normal-looking characters that wouldn't look out of place in a regular Fallout game, alongside some wackier individuals, including a wild-looking tree man. So fans eager to find out exactly who these NPCs are will have to wait a little longer, given the announcement that it's coming next year. Uh, nothing more specific was revealed in the trailer, but this is the first indication of a release window the developers have offered in the mods four years in development. It certainly looks impressive, however. Um, evidenced by Fallout developer Bethesda actually hiring one of the mod's lead writers as a quest designer in August last year. So have uh, have we seen much of the Fallout London uh, mod? I've seen a little bit of it, and it looks it looks impressive. Um, yeah, I was blown away by you know what the scope and the size and how well the um, the trailer viewed. But yeah, similar to what you're saying, I just watched it the whole time and think and thought to myself, why doesn't Bethesda just hire all these people? And well, it sounds like <clears throat> that's what they're trying. And it looks like they've got a few people, so it'll be interesting to see how that affects the release of this mod, especially if they've got someone up the top of the tree. But um, yeah, kudos to these obviously big fans of the game for going out and doing their own thing. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see what it's like when it comes out. Mm. I wonder if they've got much uh, celebrity talent on board for uh, uh, for Fallout London, you know, to do some of the voiceovers like, uh, you know, Jason Statham, for example, <laughs> you know, giving you a bit... Oh look at that! It's a bit of a super mutant over there. I'm gonna have to, gonna have to shoot him in the face. He's or a maybe super, they've got super mutant, maybe, is it? In it. Maybe they got Matt Berry on there, and he's he's sitting there going, "That over there's a death claw. Kill it, or it'll kill you." Oh shame! <laughs> Go on, Casey. What, what are you? No. Throw, throw a bit of Fallout London in there for us. I don't. What, I, I can't. What if, Emma, what if Emma Watson was in it? Why would you say Emma Watson? I've never, ever. No, because, you know, Hermione Granger, what if she was sitting there going all like, when Guardian Leather Death Claw in it? Oh, it's the Brotherhood of Steel. They live in a tube station, isn't it? No. Well, maybe it might be full, like a full Cockney voiced cast. That'd be, uh, yeah, that'd be on, something. Come on, Ferg. Throw oh, into the mix God, God, nothing. Yeah. I think you've, uh, under the bus, yeah, I think you've hit most of the accents on the head it's there. It's the Brotherhood come of on. Steel, isn't it? <laughs> come fight yeah. for us. It would just be like that. You're, you're fa- one of your favourite. Oh, the Institute, aren't I? <laughs> one of your favourite sound really bites, Joel, or just every so every no. second so and no. a super mutant pops up, you're like, you fucking what? <laughs> yeah. yeah, super mutant pops up and gives you it. Fucking what, mate? Yeah. Oh, I can see it already, mate. Yeah. It's uh, you know, I'm I'm excited. I, I reckon I'll, I'll actually uh, you know, look at getting that. Yeah, same. Yes. Yes. yes, thanks you, super mutants. Uh, anyway, um, looks cool. Yeah. So director Todd Howard. God uh, Howard. Yeah, God Howard. Todd the God. 
revealed recently that Fallout 5 is planned to be released after The Elder Scrolls 6, which is still likely to be years away, mm. given it was put to one side while Bethesda focuses on space RPG Starfield. Yep. So, you know, might might be something to tide the fans over. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Looks awesome. Will you at least play it, Casey? Do you think? Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah, definitely. Fallout. Why, <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? You say you'll play it. We can't. We don't even have Fallout Four on the PC, so we can't get any mods for it. Wait, can we do? But you can download no. Fallout mods on PlayStation. What can you download mods onto PlayStation now? Yeah. Pretty sure. Well, fuck me sideways. All this time, <laughs> sh- just of that game, or is there anything? Oh, this is news to me. War, war How never changes. <laughs> you fucking what, mate? I because there are so many. Ga- I try not to watch mods anymore because I get depressed that I can't. I can't use them. Well, every time I've loaded up Fallout Four on my PlayStation, there's a menu item that just says mods. So I'm assuming you can download them. I've, I've yeah, never but, actually but tried. But this is Bethesda doing a really good job at actually supporting their fan community that puts a lot of work and effort into into making mods. Because I mean, to to see how they've decided to even hire people, hmm. this is like I've been saying this for a long time. This is the kind of shit that Sega should be doing hiring people for. <laughs> because look at what happened when they did when they got Christian Whitehead and the team at Head Cannon to make Sonic Mania. Arguably the best 2D Sonic game, and they were all fans, mm. all mm. fans. And I'm telling you right now, that's where it's at. You got to kind of, you got to leach into the fan base that actually is creatively invested. Maybe they need. Well, maybe Monkey Island needs to get the, the the penis people. Wait, wait, that's not the penis. Not the people. penis people. <laughs> oh, hang on. <laughs> no, 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 wait. Why, why are they more. wanting the penis <laughs> people? You fucking what, mate? Yeah, the God of War team needs to get their penis fans on because they're dead hardcore fans. Yeah, I'm a dead hardcore fan. Come and look at my big cock, eh? Wow. Is that, is that what... should be using his axe more, eh? Is that, is that what God of War Ragnarok needs? Yeah, more a, penis. And a cockney accent. Shame. <laughs> oh. Yes. Wow. This is so much. We digress. There's been an awful lot of. Uh, I feel like this week's podcast is very penis heavy in the yeah. first uh, sort of thirty minutes. Yeah, well, or there so. was three of us and one of Casey. I guess uh, yeah, one could argue it's always fairly penis heavy uh, every week, but uh, mm. that's all right. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, oh, hang on. <laughs> all right. So what have we got, uh, Ferg? What's going on, JB? I've got some news. Throw about- some news, mate. <clears throat> Throw some news. What do you got? So this week, Skate 4, a.k.a. Skate. They're going to drop the 4 off it and it's just going to be Skate. But we've got a new trailer revealed um, from EA as well as them. Oh, hang on, hang on. Who? <laughs> By who? EA. EA Games. Fuck up everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, our friends over at EA. So there's a new trailer for the new Skate game as well as... Um, they're putting the call out for playtesters, which is pretty cool. So it's been 12 years, Joel. It's been 12 long years since the release of one of my favorite games of all time, which was Skate 3, which came out in 2010. So there's been some rumblings for a little while over the last couple of months. And now finally, um, EA have come out with a brand new trailer, which is showing off some game, game play in a number of various finished states, including a version which they've described as the pre-pre-pre-alpha version of the game. So mm. it was a it, bit of an interesting looking gameplay video because, like I said, there's some sort of very, you know, pre-pre-alpha 
sort of content as well as some polished clips and stuff. Uh, I think it's a bit of a, a market ploy on their behalf just to sort of set those expectations that there's still a lot of work that they're, they've got to do before this game's going to be anywhere near being released. But, you know, also taking the opportunity to, you know, let the fans that have been, you know, hanging out for more than 10 years for this new game that, yeah, they are in fact working on it and it's in the pipeline. So um, the trailer besides, you know, highlighting... What I think is probably the best thing about the Skate series is just that really fluid gameplay before, you know, showing that off. One of the other things that they really highlighted in the trailer was this parkour aspect of the game. So that's the running and the jumping and the climbing, everything you essentially do off the skateboard. So it's looking like they're going to really try to open up sort of the freedom in this open open world to sort of explore and climb buildings and get access to places which you know obviously gonna be places that are really cool to skate so um yeah i suppose if you know taking a step back if you're not familiar with the skate games obviously when we're talking skateboarding everyone straight away thinks about tony hawks and that series which is some unbelievable games but this game really this series in particular really differs whereas you know tony hawks is a very arcadey sort of type of game where the focus is on combos and high scores and trying to achieve all this in a certain mm. amount of time. Sure. Skate's a very much more realistic experience where the focus is on, you know, exploring an open world and, um, you know, going to different locations to exploit, you know, the best lines and, and land the coolest tricks. So it's got a completely different controller set up, which is interesting. In the Tony Hawk's games, you sort of press A or X to Ollie and there's a, the Y buttons, the grind, and each of the buttons are, you know, flip tricks and grab tricks, where Skate, all of the control is done through the right thumbstick. Um, so you flick okay. the thumbstick to Ollie, um, and depending on how you flick it is changes the kind of trick you do. Okay. So there's no Ollie button, there's no grind button. You sort of approach a rail, you Ollie with the thumbstick, and then depending on how you move the board will influence what kind of grind you do so mm. it's a really cool take on on the skateboarding genre it's very more realistic and yeah like i said skate 3 was unbelievable so i know we mocked ea at the beginning but as far as i know it's the same team that bought the original games is back which is mm. which is great news um and like i said at the top the fact that they're you know putting the, the question out and asking for some play testers to come aboard is is great for two things obviously they're looking for people to give some feedback on the stuff that they like and what they don't like and secondly more important is they're looking for players to basically break the game so they can do a bit of QA squish all the bugs so when the game actually releases it's not going to be glitchy and 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 be erect so that that's awesome so, so I've um, often, often wondered what, what it would sound like if you broke an EA Sports game so maybe it'd sound a bit like uh, E E E E E E <laughs> <laughs> you'd be you'd be you'd be a bit worried if you fired up the game and in the very first intro you got that you'd be like oh boy uh this here is, we go here we go this is going to be a bit of fun so yeah. no re- no release date on this one but i i expect that we wouldn't see anything in the next 12 months like i said with this trailer showing some very pre 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 alpha footage i think they're sort of putting in some they're laying an expectation that they've still got a lot to do so um you know we've been waiting 12 months i'm sure we can wait a little bit longer so yeah skate from ea is going to come sometime in the future and you know i'm looking forward to see how ea EA go with this one you know are they going to be able to take this game and land it as a 900 or are they going to send this series to a grinding halt and with the wheels falling off fucking well I'll show myself uh, out. Excellent. <laughs> I didn't even hear what that said. Hang on. Oh, this can only go fucking well. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, fair enough. <laughs> uh, 
Excellent. So skate four. Uh, friend oh. from our friends at uh, EA. E E E. <laughs> so that that sound effect that you just heard was titled EA Sports Intro, but it's all E's. I, I don't know who developed that, but uh, well done. Well done. Yeah, we got a bit of got a bit of mileage out of, of it. Mm. Uh, all right, um, Simo, you got uh, some info about a uh, bit of a bit of a bit of a new trademark that's been filed, mate. Yeah, well, 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 well. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? Oh, no, you haven't. Uh, have, you seen, have any of you seen this? No. Well, prick up your ears because here it comes. It's coming at you. Uh, look, DK, Donkey Kong, um, arguably the best rap of all time uh, in one of the... Anyway, I digress. Uh, DK, a trademark has been filed recently by Nintendo, um, an extension of a, of a trademark, basically, that um, basically is raising the stakes of the, of the DK rumours that Donkey Kong's going to be coming to Switch in a brand new game. A lot of people are very excited. The extension of the trademark has been um, made to include a portable game system. And this wasn't filed initially when the first time around when um, DK Tropical Freeze, Donkey Kong Country Drop, Tropical Freeze was released for the Switch. So um, a lot of people are speculating whether or not this is just an update of the trademark or whether or not it means that a new Donkey Kong game being announced is imminent. Uh, imminent but mm. having said that i'd love a new donkey kong game donkey kong tropical freeze uh, one of my favorite 2d platformers of all time it is just wild um so any chance to play a new donkey kong game is really uh exciting for me whether or not it's 2d or 3d i don't mind i'm just excited for it um all right well also nintendo uh I'm had their come. annual in- <laughs> 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 Um, so also Nintendo had their annual investors meeting, uh, this week where it was shared that Nintendo is purchasing the Nintendo's purchasing of raw materials is up by double of last Mm. year, double everyone. Mm. What does this mean? This is, this has been basically heating up those switch pro rumors because the last time that they decided to really amp up their raw material spendage was at the same time that the Switch OLED came out, the Switch Lite, and the Switch. So, but a bing, but a bang, but a hello. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about that. But that's not all. Hold on to your hats. Mm. Hold on to your hats. My phone is burning up. It's Ouch. burning up. It, it might even be too hot to handle. Oh, <laughs> might it? Wasn't Tell us. <laughs> Um, today, today, everyone. Today, today. Breaking news. Today, it happened today. Shit. Mm. This happened today. Wow. N- Nintendo did something that adds Kindle to this fire. This Nintendo Switch Pro Kindle? rumor fighter, fighter. Like, not, like not, the not, Amazon e-reader. Not the Amazon Kindle. No Kindle <laughs> oh. for the fire. Oh, kind- kindling. Yeah, yeah sure. Okay. Yeah, kindling. Keep up, Joel. Yeah, the Nintendo kindling. Inferno that's just burning. Okay, yeah, out of control. Kind of it's burning, wow. burning Amazon Kindles. Yeah. The wow. t- <laughs> The tinder oh kindle fire. Um, <laughs> look, the video. Uh, now, ta- everybody, just hold on to your hats. Relax. Oh, this can only go fucking well. <laughs> the video All right, Trevor, settle of, down. The video <laughs> of the reveal trailer for the Nintendo Switch OLED has been made private on YouTube by Nintendo. Listen, 
The only time that Nintendo has done this in the past was the exact same time last year when Nintendo announced the Switch OLED 24 hours after they made the video for the Switch Lite private as well. Mm. So we are... What they're doing, so and Apple does this as well, mind you. So this is something that Apple has done in the past with iPhone announcements. Just helps the algorithm when people go to search ah. iPhone or Nintendo Switch that it will pop up with the most recent thing that they've they've done with it, and it will show the trailer for the new hardware mm. or the, the new iPhone. That's interesting. Mm. Um, so the idea that plan. people have all gotten in their head yeah. after this expenditure. Uh, of the raw materials after all of these different rumors that have been flying around of a, a new bit of switch hardware um look at the end of the day we're expecting it any day now will it come maybe not you know what it might even be a nintendo switch oled light something stupid because you know what nintendo's known for every smart thing that they do they do an equally dumber thing so um it could very well be something dumb but at the end of the day i've got my my sweaty palms ready um for a to, to basically lick a fresh new box of a switch oh of a switch oh pro um, you got a soundbite for that one jb oh well no, that's it that is the soundbite you know what you know what guys I'm going to come. <laughs> All that talk uh, about licking sweaty boxes or whatever you were talking about. The sweaty palms licking the fresh oh, okay. new box of a, of, a, of a Switch Pro or whatever the hell they decide to call it. It's really exciting. Uh, whether or not it amounts to anything, I'm not sure. But, I mean, this is one of those things that is purely based off of the history of what happens and, and the sort of you know, the industry standard for what happens on YouTube to help with those algorithms and things. So I feel like there's a bit of clout to this. And, mm. um, you know, if next week I'm, you know, there's poo in my pants when I get onto the show, it's mainly because <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> Switch Pro that has Maybe just been announced. Maybe you should be the Nintendo King, I think. <laughs> hey, MK, Nintendo King, what, what can I say? With poo in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way for me to live is with the poo in my pants. Okay. You fucking what, mate? <laughs> anyway, super exciting news. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm really pumped for that. So who knows what's going to happen? I know I bring a lot of rumors on here and I say a lot of stuff, but I don't know. My, I'm grinding my teeth for this one. Nice. Going to the dentist on this one. I'm just thankful it's not more fucking news about Sonic Frontiers, to be honest. Oh, uh, aren't we all? Yeah. No, God! No, JB, it's... please, no! No! It's not my... We know it keeps going. It's not my... Simon, we know this keeps going. It's not my fault that for one whole month, Sega Sammy Group oh decided God, to basically about it. drip shit... Sonic Frontiers news all around us. Emotional damage. Not my fault. Come on, that's your first one for the night, Simone. I I report the news, and uh, when the news was only Sonic Frontiers, what do you want me to do about it? Well, lick lick it before you stick it. That's exactly right. All right. Casey, what do you got for us? What do you got for us? A bit of news. I hope. Yeah, some news that. <laughs> I hope it's some news. <laughs> well, you got Simon yeah, sitting that. there next to you with poo in his pants, apparently, about the, the new Nintendo hardware coming out. Oh, so. Reese. Oh, I shit myself earlier today thinking about it. So. <laughs> oh Sorry, anyway, wow. keep going. Monster kill, 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 kill. Oh, Simon, stop. I'm sweating. Ah, stop. Okay. 
Simon you're not even wearing socks. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, has anyone heard about the Iron Neo handheld portable gaming machine? No. I tell us. Tell about... us all about it. No. I, I don't understand how we this slipped through our through yeah. the cracks of the podcast, but it apparently got announced last week. The company I I Neo um, is filling the Steam Deck void in Australia. So they are releasing a handheld Windows gaming machine called the Iron Neo Next. And apparently it's meant to actually arrive next month or at the end of July, sort of August. Mm-hmm. Amazon, Big W, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi, EB Games are all taking pre-orders. And I mentioned it to Simon when he got home from work today. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw that. I got an EB Games, uh, not EB Games, JB uh, Hi-Fi JB email about pre-orders for it. And I was like, well, why didn't you mention it? And he goes, I just thought it was some rubbishy old, like, third-party kind of handheld thing, you know, crap thing. I said, no, it's actually apparently the equivalent of the Steam Deck. So apparently it runs Windows 10. And it can run games not only from Steam, but Xbox Game Pass, Epic Games Store as well. And then it's got all these specs, which I won't go into because who cares? And but it Jeez, can, it's you can expect, expensive. Jesus Christ, it's expensive. Well, this article I'm reading from Press Start mentioned it's around yeah two thousand dollars for it when it launches this year. Yeah, it's well, twenty. Jesus. It's twenty one hundred dollars. Well, twenty. $2,089. I'm looking on Big W now, so $2,100. Oh yeah, this was last week when they mentioned it. So it's also saying you can expect to get between 30 and 60 FPS when you play Cyberpunk 2077, God of War, Horizon 5. Horizon 5? Horizon <laughs> 5? Wow. Forza Horizon. Forza Horizon 5, sorry. Witcher 3, Grand Theft Auto, all of those games. So, um, yeah, or so I could save insane. my $2,000 and just play those games on my uh, $700 PlayStation 5. It's uh, a lot of money. Right? I mean, at $2,100, you can buy an Xbox Series X, a yeah. PS5. and Yeah, but can you take it in your hand on the bus? <laughs> and a Switch for the same price. <laughs> well, I think, um, I mean, yeah. this is news to me as well, Casey. I, this one completely well, flew under my radar, and, and I was just looking up on it today to sort of get the... Get the uh, good word on it, and yeah, it's a I lot think, of coin to drop on a hand. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I the reason I sort of heard about it was I actually saw a article this morning about the Iron Neo Air that just got announced, which is a smaller version of the Iron Neo X. Um, and what are they saying? So I'm just trying to get the price. So the price of that one for a 512 gigabyte SSD is 1,249. Mm. So that's launching in November. So I'm guessing that's sort of your Nintendo Switch Lite comparison yeah. um, console, but it's yeah. saying it's very miniature. It's very small, but this pressstart.com article that I'm reading, they actually got their hands on a Iron Neo Next and they're saying it's very good. Mm-hmm. They're very impressed with it. So, I don't know. I guess people that don't want to wait for the Steam Deck, maybe this is the next best thing. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Is one of the strengths to me. of the Steam Deck, though, the fact that, you know, you've immediately got access to the full Steam library. They've all been tested and proven to work with the console. Like, yeah. you know, mm. that's that's for me, that's one of the big draw cards to, to the Steam Deck to go, well, I've already got a library of games in my Steam library. Yeah. And so once I've got the Steam Deck, I can just play all of those games immediately without having to spend another another dollar. Like, uh, 
I mean, I'm, I'm assuming since the IO Neo's running Windows that you can still access Steam and potentially install. Yeah. Hope so. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, uh, it would be like Steam. any kind of PC, PC, really, Joel. You can access Steam on it, and so I think that it, the the good news of that is, I mean, your library would transfer between Steam in any rate. You know, it would go from one to the other seamlessly it should do but i guess yeah. you know it's just about people who don't want to wait for the steam deck who we don't know when it's mm. coming out there's no there's no foreseeable date so i guess this is the next best thing and it sounds like it's pretty good i don't want it <laughs> but yeah people might want it yeah i did a bit of digging around as well and they're sort of saying you know that the 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 neo this is comparing the two the steam deck and the neo next it sounds like the yeah. neo next is it's got some higher specs than the Steam Deck, but like Joel's alluding to, the Steam Deck's obviously been made to be compatible with Steam seamlessly, mm. and it's going to be about half the price. So you're talking nearly a thousand dollars. I think, from what I can tell as well, without you know rattling off all the specs, I think the big change in price has got a lot to do with the internal storage. So I don't know exactly what the capacity of the Neo Next is, but I think it's got quite a big SSD in there, which the Steam Deck doesn't have and i think that's why you're seeing such a big difference in the price from that point of view and then yeah like i said i think it's it's got better specs but i don't think it's unbelievably higher spec than the steam deck this is unbelievably higher price yeah Yeah. one a one terabyte ssd as opposed to one terabyte as opposed to the 512 of the steam deck so double almost so yeah yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's a great handheld console and everything, but it'd fucking want to be for nearly yeah, twenty one hundred bucks. <sighs> I mean, yeah. you could you could get a pretty decent spec desktop PC for for that sort of money. Easy. Yeah, but can you take it on a bus? Well, you can't. But I don't ever ride buses, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> it doesn't fucking matter to me. <laughs> uh, so, oh, but a train. It it, it looks amazing. I'm really interested. Obviously, the Steam Deck hasn't been announced in Australia. We know of all of the sort of supply issues with the PS5s and the the current gen consoles now. It'll be interesting to see when it does launch what the sort of take up on it is. And and just how many there are. Yeah, see how many there are in the wild. So if you know you actually pre order one, you know, how many have they made? Is there going to be a hundred of them or is it going to be quite a fair few it'll be interesting to see what the what the response is but mm. there'll be someone that will pay that money for that oh, because yeah. they'll probably yeah. see a lot of advantage in yeah probably the portability side of things more than sounds like you would jb so there's probably a yeah. market for it but yeah it's a lot of money i think i'll just stick to playing Evany the king's return on my uh yeah it's nice and <laughs> nice and portable <laughs> and uh you know cursing the 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 constant bombarding i'm getting of ads <laughs> Uh, no. Oh no! Don't don't start again, Joel. No, oh, I no. tell you what, I'll, I'll play, I tried to play Word Connect. Fuck that! <laughs> not playing that with the ads. Nah, too many I ain't dealing with that bullshit. I've got too not enough time in my day to. Well, it's worse than it's worse than any other game with ads I've ever played on my phone. Usually, I can just sort of wait two seconds and then push the cross. I, nah, I gotta watch Oh, you heard it here game. first. The Nintendo Queen dishing out that monster kill. Yeah, I think I, I paid. I think it was the dollar fifty to get rid of the ads or something. So um, I did that very it's 10, early on. Ten dollars. It's ten dollars to get rid of the ads. Yeah, I am reckon. inflation. Inflation. Oh man, I'm an OG player. I don't. I thought it was only a couple of dollars Fucking when I hell, paid for it. Bucks. I don't think I would have paid ten bucks. But anyway. Nah, I'm that out. Let's not go down that rabbit hole again. <laughs> I saw. Imagine, uh, imagine how much cocaine you can get for ten in, bucks. Yeah. Oh. Imagine how much cocaine you can get for the price of the AM Neo Next. Mm. <laughs> 
get fucked up. Be off your tits, that's what I'm saying. Be like Pablo Escobar. Wow. Seen out of Scarface. Yeah. Scarface? Yeah, I think that's the movie. You heard it here first. Uh, The amount of cocaine you can get for uh, the price of an Io Neo is... too hot, hot to, to handle. handle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, moving on, we've got our uh, our patented uh, novelty segment for this week, uh, and uh, this one was was suggested by by Steely, and he's called yeah. it uh, "So Dedicate to Gaming." So, do you want to run us through exactly what that means, uh, Simon, in real terms? So- oh, this can only go fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, oh, calm down, Trevor. Come on. Uh, so, basically, I just I wanted to I wanted us all to get together and, and bring forth some stories where we've either heard of someone that's gone the extra mile to to either participate in something gaming related, or they um or they know of themselves sometimes that they've maybe, you know, gone the extra mile to participate in something gaming related and, and you know, what it's been and, and what it's entailed. And so that's what we're doing this week. We'd be talking about some fun shit. And what's yours? Well, listen to this. Here's a good story for you. Um, so when I was away uh, at Sega Sammy Group a couple of weeks ago in Sydney. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> A.K.A. your work. <laughs> A.K.A. away for work. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I met this really cool guy um, who works in our company. His name's Nazib. And oh, say his name. Because he's a really cool guy. Dropping I really like Nazib. Podcast, mate. That's, uh... Dropping names. Yeah. Licking sticking. First name basis as well. How good is that? Okay, yeah. uh, anyway, um, and basically, uh, you know, we started having a chat at dinner one night and um, it, it came out, he said to me that he had brought his PS5 with him. <laughs> In his luggage from from Melbourne, he he was from Melbourne. He brought it in his carry on luggage. It was the only thing he put in his carry on luggage <laughs> was his PS five and his controller and a couple of other bits and pieces, because he has a league on FIFA on FIFA twenty two that he plays with his mates and um, they play on certain nights of the week and he has to be up there to be a part of the games. Otherwise, you know the league doesn't go like they can't actually play. Right, it's like the pod- Wow. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But um, so he, he brought it. <laughs> yeah. Appropriate soundbite, Joel. Well um, so <laughs> he basically he got the PS5 there, but when he when he got upstairs to try and plug it in, it wouldn't plug into the back of where the TV was because it was so close up against the wall, he couldn't reach. Like it, it wouldn't actually plug in the, the power point up there. So he had to go down to the local coals. And and um, go and pick up like a an adapter and an extension cord as well, um, just to be able to plug in his PS5. And if that doesn't make matters worse, he couldn't connect the PS5 to the hotel's Wi-Fi. So he's playing FIFA 22 with his mates using personal hotspot <laughs> in a hotel in Sydney on a work trip. And I just thought like he was so worried that everyone was going to ridicule him. And I just said to him, mate. That is just, and I think I said this. I said that is so dedicated to gaming, and that's kind of why I came up with it. But it is just like, I just said, that is just so oh my god, I just love that story. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So, so to be you, able to, you said he was playing FIFA 22, <clears throat> didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. who makes who makes that? 
hang on. I was don't... hoping you would come in with it, you mate. Yeah, I was trying to lead into it, but obviously, lead into yeah, a joke by, by by telling everyone the punchline. Yeah, good. <laughs> I was leading into it badly, and then you were going to come Fuck in with a bang. Sakes, Save the day. <laughs> Monster kill, kill, kill. Right. <clears throat> Shit. Yeah. Nice. But- All right. So yeah, his old mates brought his PS5 on a. Carry on luggage. I said to me, mate, don't carry that in public because you get fucking jumped and shot in a heartbeat. <laughs> you know, you can't get this shit anywhere. And he was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, was like, oh, I don't think you got it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Nazeeb. Yeah. Shout oh, out. Man. Dedicated to gaming. Yeah, yeah. Well, nice one, Nazeeb. So, uh, you know. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, Ferg. What, what <laughs> I've got one. This is actually a bit of news that I saw during the week, so I was going to bring it up as a funny uh, news story, but when I realised and heard we are going to do this uh, segment, I thought, well, this is just a perfect um, perfect topic of conversation for the, for the novelty segment. So this is some news or something that made news this week. It was a gentleman, we only know him by his Twitter username, which is Momji. And so it's been reported that he spent... 40,000 US dollars, which is about 60k in Australia, to buy a Nintendo stock so he could ask Nintendo president, president Shintaro Furukawa if there are any plans with the F-Zero franchise in the near future. Wow. So... <laughs> so... If, for those who aren't familiar with F-Zero, it's a, it's a futuristic sort of racing game um, originally released all the way back in 1990 on the SNES. And the last release in the series uh, was called F-Zero uh, Chimax, I think it was, which was released on the Game Boy Advance back in 2004. And um, it's sort of similar to, you know, your wipeouts and your, you know, yeah. it's like the zero anti-gravity sort of racing F-Zero game. I remember the SNES. It was okay. It yeah. wasn't. Un- unbelievable! Fantastic! You wouldn't spend I sixty think, grand. I think F Zero peaked at GX. Not sixty thousand dollars worth of asking. No, yeah, Fuck but no. it does have yeah. a big following. It's got a big following on the GameCube, being like the, everyone's favorite title in the franchise, just because it added a different, you know, unique style of extremely fast racing. Yeah, I think. And then you know, like it's inspired other games too. Yeah, for sure. It, yeah. yeah, so it's sort of that anti-gravity you sort of spaceship which sort of hovers down a track and I think I played it and I think maybe there was an N64 release but mm-hmm. so anyway, so you know, it was reported by Business Insider that um, this investor basically bought 100 shares back in February which was the minimum amount that you would need to <laughs> own to get access to the annual shareholders meeting which I think you mentioned just previously, Simon, um, that was held during the week. So, um when Insider asked him about his purchase, he basically said, uh, I've been playing Nintendo <laughs> games my whole life, and amongst them, I can't get enough of the sense of speed of the F-Zero gaming series. Um, so, you know, what makes it even more ridiculous is that when he was asked about it, he he was told that he wasn't actually guaranteed to get asked a question. So, the 100 shares got him access to the shareholders meeting, but you know, if he got to ask a question, it was only going to be, you know, a lucky bonus. So, um, yeah, I just think that's that's crazy and, you know, so dedicate to gaming to spend $40,000. And they're saying reportedly. So, $40,000 to reportedly buy this stock just for that reason. But I don't know. I think this guy 
maybe you've been listening to our podcast and been closely listening to what Simon's saying, saying about some of the stuff on the horizon with Nintendo, and maybe it's uh, he's looking at the Nintendo stocks as a bit of a wise investment. I don't know. Well, Do you know what's funny? Simon actually emailed Nintendo a few years ago about Paper Mario series. About I didn't even email Nintendo. I emailed the developer for the, the, one of the Paper Mario games. And he got a reply from them. Mm. So I feel like this guy could have got could have another route. An email. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, before, well, before I, before obviously you just wanted to make sure. I got, before I move on, the the answer was no. There isn't any uh, F zero oh, games in, in the uh, in the near future. So I think um, the oh, president was quite guy. humbled by the guy, you know, being so enthusiastic to ask the question. But un- unfortunately for uh, this guy, that yeah, not anytime soon. Unfortunately, maybe one day. So yeah, I'm just imagining old mate going into there. Excuse me, uh, Mr. President. You know, you gonna make a new F Zero game? <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> and that's that was the response. Mm. Oh my god! Oh dear. Uh, Casey, what do you got? What do you got for us? Oh well. I'm so dedicate to gaming. Yeah, I want to throw my brother under the bus. He doesn't listen, so I can do whatever I want. All right, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, don't don't literally fuck him. I'm just, uh, I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, um, So we went to America on a family trip in 2012, I'm pretty sure. And he brought his laptop because he was so dedicated to gaming his... <laughs> favorite game at the time and his only game was world of warcraft and it was to the point of obsession embarrassing obsession but yeah on a family trip overseas (laughs) he brought his laptop so he could do his nightly raids with his friends with world of warcraft and to the point where sometimes he wouldn't come out with us yeah that's awesome (laughs) during the day (laughs) you know explore and explore overseas America <laughs> so he could do his raids because of the time difference. Um, there you go. That's uh, my story. <laughs> it was insane. And I even, like, I honestly feel like he pretended he was sick one day so he didn't come out an entire day so he could do it all day, play games uh, all day. That's very dedicated. Wow. That, <laughs> that's, what, that's what makes it such an, an epic dedication feat because... You know, I'm obviously assuming that your brother would have been playing with his friends in Australia on Oceanic servers. So he's yeah, in America yeah. on a completely different time zone. And if you're up with yeah. your time zones, America's what, eight, nine, ten hours behind Australia, depending where you are. So he was probably playing those raids in the middle of the American day. So yes. you'd be off yes. going and looking at things and he'd be staying. He'd have to stay back if he wanted to uh, do his raids yeah. during the day. Wasn't even in the night time. It was wow. nuts. Like it was nuts. And I remember saying to him at the time, "This is nuts. Like this is too much. You need to relax and enjoy yourself on a holiday." Like I remember, I I brought my i 3ds and my DS to England. Uh, we brought it to Japan. But you know, you play it when it's like a quiet moment at the end of the day, and you're just relaxing back at your hotel. You don't make time. <laughs> play these games when you're trying to see a new part of the world Mm. i just it was it was crazy but that was during like you know crazy world i don't know if people still play it or not but he was he was quite the obsessed with that game 
Wow. Yeah. Very and dedicated. His, his only response to you was uh, something along the lines <laughs> of a... I find your lack of faith disturbing. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. It's very accurate. <laughs> 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 Jeez, that's, that, that's really tickled Simon's funny, mate. It has. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> well, is that from Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah the Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it sounds just like it's uh, Darth Vader in Star Wars. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I wanted to talk about a uh, a Twitch streamer that goes by the name of Mez Plays. So, Mez Plays has uh, his his claim to fame and his his so dedicated to gaming claim to fame was that he went through the entirety of Dark Souls three using a Guitar Hero guitar as his controller and managed to beat the final boss, the Soul of Cinder, without getting hit at any point throughout his run. Oh, my God. To make things even better, he did so at an astonishing speed. So, Mezplay's final run took only four hours to complete from start to finish, which, according to How Long to Beat, is eight times faster than the average story-only run. Of course, uh, optional bosses and areas were skipped in this run as they would only provide more chances for a slip-up to result in a hit, but the feat is impressive nonetheless. So many of Dark Souls 3's hardest bosses can't be skipped in any way and taking them all down without getting hit and on a Guitar Hero guitar, no less, is Mm. pretty impressive. (laughs) Um, That's mental. (laughs) <laughs> it's worth noting that both parts of this challenge have been accomplished separately numerous times before. So plenty of people have beaten Dark Souls 3 while using strange controllers or without taking a hit. Uh, but this was the first time the two were done in conjunction with each other. Uh, after finish, finally vanquishing the soul of Cinder, Mez plays lets out a sigh of relief, though his final run only took four hours much more time was invested into learning the most optimal mm. route, mastering the Guitar Hero controls, and restarting after an unfortunate mistake. That's so, insane. Mez plays. <laughs> this is for you. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, well done on uh, absolutely setting fire to an inordinate <laughs> amount of time uh, of your life trying to. That's, uh... <laughs> Accomplish this feat in gaming. That, I just think to myself, <laughs> sorry, you go, Ferg. You I was go. just saying, it reminds me, there's been a couple of others that have uh, taken on the uh, Dark Soul games and Elden Ring in particular doing crazy things. It reminds me of a guy, I can't remember, it was a few months ago, but I- I'm going to get his name wrong, but a Reddit user called Yugo Orasazak, I think. Um, where oh, he, oh, yeah. where he, he was able to oh, take down one of Elden, well. <laughs> try to take down. Well, he did take down one of Elden Ring's toughest bosses, uh, Ragagon of the Golden Order, using not the regular controller, but the Dance Dance Revolution dance mat. And so, <laughs> I, I encourage everyone to go and Google this man in the dance mat because it's hilarious watching this guy 
I think the video, it's flicking between the screen of the game. You can see him running around and then it pans over to old mate just absolutely dancing his little heart out on the dance mat. Um, and there was another one as well. I think this was another Dark Souls 3 player um, who finished the game using the Ring Fit Adventure Controller. Oh, um, wow. So, mm. it required him to basically juggle on the spot to move and squat to refill his health flask. And, um, yeah, he finished, <laughs> I think, the whole... Squat to refill yeah, your health flask. <laughs> to finish the uh, Dark Souls 3 game. So, what a amazing. <laughs> What's he filling it with? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Squat power. Squat yeah. power? <laughs> Squat juice. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Simon, That's you were going to say thing. something? This kind of thing just makes me wonder, like, what's the incentive bar saying, oh, yeah, I did that? You know, like, is there an incentive for these guys to go and spend so much time? They made it onto the podcast. Yeah, that's yeah, it. But, yeah, they all know, just want to be talked about on the Discerning Gamer podcast, mate. That, you, you that's know fair enough. I mean, I if I was me, I'd want to be talked about by me on this podcast <laughs> as well. So, oh, hang on, I just did it then. So... Uh, <laughs> No, but you know, like uh, it's just bizarre to me. I just think that's a really long and and big amount of time to go and spend for virtually so, what? So you can go yeah, five minutes you know, of fame. Gonna, hey guys, I did this. How cool is that? You know. Mm. Oh well. But anyway, so I'm suggesting that you're you're saying uh, fuck him. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they, they deserve a bit of you know a bit of money. money. <laughs> I'm saying, like, mm-hmm. if you've gone and you've done something that outlandish and creative, there's got to be some sort of video game Hall of Fame monetary value that can be attached to this to make more people find creative ways to fucking just play the game. It's a great idea, Simon. Love it. Slip it. Well, lick it, lick it while you fist it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's about all the time we've got uh, for this week on the Discerning Gamer. We'd like to thank you all for for joining us, uh, and I'd like to thank uh, the DG crew in no particular order, but uh, uh, the man I'm looking at across the table from me, Fergus Fergamon Hamilton. Thanks for joining me, Ferg. Thanks, JB Fury. Always a pleasure, mate. Cheers, and uh, thank you, the Nintendo Queen, Casey C. Mac McLaughlin. Thank you, Joel. And last but not least, the gaming chef, the Earl of Emotional Damage. Uh, Simon Steely McLaughlin. Uh, not much emotional damage being dealt this week, Steely. No, I'm feeling very positive this week, uh, Joel. I've had my uh, St. John's Wort and I've also had a glass of red wine. So everything is looking schmicko. But I just want to say thank you, Joel, for um, uh, not using so many of uh, the F words this week. This Tonight when I go to bed, I'll be saying, oh, thank fuck I'm not going to be visited by Christ again. Fucking what, <laughs> I am Jesus Christ. This is yeah. Need to play. Oh, well, yeah, you know, well. Strange things happen to me, right? Fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if uh, if you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can email us. Uh, we are the Descending Gamer Podcast at gmail.com.au. And uh, if you like, subscribe. Uh, throw us a a five star review that'll be much appreciated and uh, we'll see you next week bye see ya (laughs) (laughs) 